Hi, I'm John. I'm Alexis. And welcome to Trust Me. Trust Me. A podcast where we talk about trust, transparency, and building long-lasting relationships in a fast-paced world. What does that mean? Um, monogamy is hard, especially when you have so many options at your very fingertips, right? Right. I mean, monogamy is not that hard. For me, as a serial monogamist, I pretty much have got it down. <laughs> but it is hard, and that's why we are here, to discuss some issues and things that we've experienced ourselves, to maybe learn something, as well as, you know, teach. So... Last week on our podcast, we discussed sharing passwords, um, passwords for your phone and your devices, as well as social media accounts. Um, this week, we are going to dive a little more into social media behavior and relationships. Uh, it's interesting because social media is relatively new, so anything that you read, articles, or you know, statements by therapists or psychoanalysts themselves. They, we don't have a, we don't have a lot of data because social media is so new. So inevitably, we're going to experience challenges that our parents didn't experience with this world of social media. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Plato wasn't talking about. Thou half on Instagram, not double tap <laughs> pictures of other bitches. Right. Yeah, there's nothing worse than seeing your man liking some girl's photo on Instagram. That's one of our rules that we've come up with, right? I don't, so. yeah, I don't like like pictures of hot guys or, and, and John, at least to my knowledge, doesn't like pictures of like hot girls, right? Right, not going, <laughs> not going and following an account where the agenda is to sell sex. Like sexualized images. Yeah. yeah. I don't know, it's weird. Social media, you think about etiquette and being in a relationship in the real world, and then social media and being online is this totally different thing. And we should technically, I feel like, consider the behavior online it should fall in line with, you know, our behavior that we exhibit in real life, but that's not always the case. Um, so with social media being new in our world, we, we want to kind of discuss like what our rules are, which we kind of already got into, and guidelines that we've created in our relationship. And I'm really curious to know what other couples have done um, regarding this topic. So... I was reading an article online, and it was it was in Psychology Today, and it discussed um, that a higher level of Facebook usage was associated with negative relationship outcomes. This article was just released December of last year, so December 2018, and I thought that was interesting. Um, it also found link links and, and increases of feelings of jealousy. Um, being linked to social media usage. So 
I don't really know the percentage, I suppose, but I could totally see how that could be the case. And the article, this article in Psychology Today did offer some rules. The first one was to remove exes from social media. Oh, for sure. You should, I think you should do that immediately after you break up. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that is actually something that I was reading quite frequently through these articles as well, that Severing ties is the best way to move on. Immediately, mm -hmm. yeah. Which you actually did a really good job when we first started dating. You, without like any discussion, or we hadn't even had a social media discussion yet, but you had unfollowed like all of your exes and people that you were dating. Yeah, I had done that for myself prior to yeah. knowing you, but I did, I did delete all my leads for whatever you'd call it. <laughs> your black book. It cleared it out. Yeah. You burned your black book. Yeah. That's yeah. Yeah, you were really good at, about that. Yeah, I don't wanna I don't like being told what to do. So a good way to <laughs> minimize being, being told, told what, what to, to do is to preemptively is to preemptively take care. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, I think removing exes is a great rule, and we we follow that one in our relationship. Um, the other one that this article had offered was to be careful not to overshare. And one of the examples of oversharing that they found detrimental, statistically, was posting too many selfies. So I don't know if that's just like garnishing attention or causing and wreaking havoc in relationships. Oversharing as well as um, meaning, you know, don't talk about your fight that you had about whatever yeah. before on social media. I feel like that's a like completely also, obvious thing. If you've ever seen one of those posts, you can tell someone oh, someone's so making that in the heat of the moment. No one's calmed yeah. down. They're like, you know, last night Teresa was a real bitch. Yeah. She threw the phone like, at my head and so no, rude. no one's saying that the next day and they calm down. So maybe don't get on social media when you're angry either. True. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Anytime that it, it enhances whatever mood you're currently in. I think we've talked about this, how Yeah, that's good if advice. If you're upset. If you're feeling insecure, probably don't hop on the old social media. Yeah. Yeah. Because everyone's living their best life. Totally. Not. Yeah, that's a good rule. I like that. Yeah. Not even for like relationship, but but you know, in general, relationship with self. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I like that. Um. Yeah, and I don't know, sharing selfies. It, it does. We are like a bunch of narcissists, and it's like, how big is your ego? And if you are in a relationship, ego can be detrimental you know, in terms of like how vulnerable and to what level of intimacy you actually reach. Because if your ego is too big, then you're, you're not going to get very far. So I can see why I guess posting too many selfies could be considered detrimental. I don't know. I don't really post a ton of selfies. John, on the other hand? Oh, every day. <laughs> I don't think I've posted a selfie. Seriously, since we've been together. Yeah. And I don't think I've ever posted a selfie. Yeah. Expecting, you should. Expecting anyone to go. You should post one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Give us your Let me give, give us your tips. Gym. Yeah. If you use detangling hairspray, I do. I steal it from your daughter. <laughs> no frizz. Yeah. So it's it's interesting. I um, This other article I was reading in the New York Times, this woman, a sex therapist, her name is Vanessa Marin, and the article was, 
is titled How to Navigate Social Media Boundaries in a Relationship. Pretty, pretty like relevant. And I really liked the way that she describes some of her clients and their problems with social media. She, she discusses things like snooping in a Facebook account and then agonizing over what to do with suspicious but not completely incriminating activity. I really like that because that is social media. It's like, what does that mean that he liked my picture and then, you know, left a comment? Or what does it mean that my boyfriend liked that girl's picture, you know, when she had like cleavage or something? Yeah. And it is, it's like, it's suspicious activity. And if you really like allow yourself to like dive in and like snoop and, you know, it, it's suspicious, but it's not completely incriminating. So it probably wreaks a lot of havoc. And I know it has for us before. Definitely. Without being able to actually prove that anything's happening. So, I don't know. It's, it's interesting. I guess on the flip side, in our modern world, you know, our parents didn't have social media. So they didn't have to deal with this. But you also couldn't keep, like, a good eye on your partner. <laughs> Yeah, you just left the house and then, like, magic you showed back up at the end of the day. So, yeah, so social media, I mean, I guess, like, you could, you kind of see, like, what's going on with people, but... Yeah, my dad was at the tire shop till, like, 9 o'clock every (laughs) night. You couldn't couldn't get online to, like, look up the hours. Like, oh, they just change it on Wednesdays at 9. Totally. Like, my mom had to leave my dad until she drove past. I guess you could have called. Yeah. The call, I don't know. I don't, honestly, I don't know what it's like because I don't know what it's like to call work now. Well, I know what it's like now. It's like, why would you call work now unless it's an emergency? Yeah. Yeah. Like, if you, if you were calling just to ask me questions the other day, what are the hours? Everyone would know, like, oh man, they must be fighting. Yeah. But I I don't think, I wonder if that was considered weird. Like, if my mom was calling the the shop. Probably not. It probably happened regularly. Yeah. Yeah, you got a phone call on line one, yeah. Yeah. If I get a phone call at work now, I'm like, oh, shit, someone is dead. <laughs> My son is <laughs> in Alexis trouble at school. Is really mad at me. Oh, your girlfriend's <laughs> on the phone. Oh, fuck. That's what all that vibrating was about. Oh, man. Yeah, so I'm really curious to know what other people's roles around social media and social media behavior are. There's like a lot, there's a lot to talk about regarding this topic, in my opinion. Um, But kind of basically, like, a few of our roles. Like, I don't like new friends, like, female friends. Like, I'm like, if you are following some new girl who's just posting pictures of herself and, you know, I'm like, what, why? I don't like that. So I'm like, no new friends. That's kind of, like, my thing. Um, But if it's an artist or something or there's a reason, yeah. But it's like there's a lot of gray area there, right? But who cares? You know? Yeah. So if I follow like a girl that's a sculptor, like she's like sculpting her body, (laughs) it's like, it's considered art, right? No. (laughs) I I know it's not. I know. I also don't want to, I wouldn't, I just assume that that would be a thing that makes you upset. Yeah. Is following some... Mm, mm, snip, Butt click, model. click. Ooh, look at me. Or the girl that's sneaking off to the bathroom to take photos of herself. 
because she's like someone like made her feel weird during dinner. So she's like, I'm gonna go and get a little <laughs> injection of confidence. Right. Yeah. The mirror's oh, always man. dirty too. Uh, uh, I agree with you. I don't, I guess, have a lot of rules for you on social media. Yeah, that's what I was gonna ask you. So no exes. We follow that. Right. I feel like that's kind of one that you've had with me. Yeah. Yeah, you're like. I should probably, I guess, define them, but I don't really go. I don't. I don't. Look at your stuff. Mm -hmm. um, Is there anything that I could do that would bother you besides the obvious, like, you know? I don't think so. So does, okay, if so you, what about DMs? I want to know what people, how people feel about direct messaging. So as a woman, I've definitely gotten creepy DMs, uh, but I've also had... As a guy, I've, I've sent them. Right. So, and I don't know that I've ever sent a creepy DM. Nope, never sent a creepy DM. Yeah. Um, but I, I think there is a way to direct message someone. Because I have friends who are guys that direct message me, but I don't feel weird about it. I guess there's a line, right? Yeah. And I've cut off and blocked people when they've crossed that line, which is usually something discussing my a physical attribute. Or, or any message in the AM. Between, if a message is between the... Uh, that's one of your rules. Well, yeah. Anyone that's messaging between 1 a.m. and 4 a.m. Those people gonna, get blocked. Yeah. <laughs> it seems to me like that's... That is one of your rules. You've never really stated that, but that's true. That's always really bothered you. You know, I'm sure, on, you know, speaking from my limited experience, only being one guy, but I know that... If I'm at the bar and I'm single and it's 1 a.m., I'm not like, you know, what I could go for right now? A nice conversation. <laughs> Who's a great conversationalist? Alexis. And then instead of, you know, writing out a complete thought, I just say something like, yo, or you're nice. Because <laughs> totally. I don't want to completely wake you up. Like if you, you're not going to fully no, awaken from your slumber it. if you get to where, yeah. Okay, totally. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. So, yeah, exes for me have had me block, I guess. And then, but otherwise, you're kind of like, yeah, DMing in between the hours of midnight and 5 a.m. Yeah. Not allowed. Not allowed. Different time zones, I guess, are exceptions. Um, getting back to, like, a rule I have for myself that we've only gotten, it's only really gotten us into trouble, like, or me into trouble once or twice, but that... I 100% I like every single post that I see because I'm only following people that I enjoy. Mm -hmm. I don't follow people to have them follow me back. And th I think that was to my benefit when uh, we followed Becky and Chris and when uh, Becky had put up a picture of herself in like a lacy top or something and it was like in a barn. You said, why do you oh, like it? Oh, she was in her bra and like yeah. whatever, yeah. yeah. And I said, well, I like 100% of everyone's posts. Because if you're creating and you're putting things out, like I don't feel like it's necessary to judge it. And also does like there is consistency to that. Yeah. And we still follow them and I still follow them and yeah. it's been fine with us. We had to talk about it. It always raises questions though. If I if we follow the same people and then I see that you've liked a picture of like a girl in like negligee, I'm like I mean, it doesn't make me feel great, you right. know? So well, reason, and I know I'm not alone, but also like how much do you can you read into that? And I love going back to that New York Times article. She was discussing um, 
and how social media is conducive to the storytelling syndrome. So, and I love that because I'm very guilty of this, but incriminating, <laughs> suspicious activity that isn't necessarily incriminating because you can't prove it because it's online, you know, can lead you to be like making up stories in your head. Well, it must be because they had this secret conversation, you know, in real life at one point or something. You definitely, and, if you're upset with me or you're feeling um, afraid or insecure, whatever it is in the moment, you're, you know, three paragraphs into the story and I don't even know how to respond. Yeah, totally. <laughs> you're like, you should <laughs> be a None of that. No. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, so storytelling syndrome, social media being conducive to the storytelling syndrome, which is very interesting. You know, you have to just keep yourself in check. You know, I struggle with trust issues, which is why we're doing this podcast because mm -hmm. we talk about it a lot and because of situations that have occurred like in my childhood and then in my adult life and, um, you know, same with you, John. I know issues and things that have occurred. So just yeah. we're just, you know, people might say, why are you in a relationship if you don't trust each other? Well, we were trying to trust one another. So, yeah. yeah. And social media is just we such do. a big thing, I feel like, yeah. now. Important. Yeah, no, you we think, do. You think social media is a big thing? Yeah, I really? do. I think it plays a huge part <laughs> in people's lives. I'm serious. And it's new. So it's fascinating. You know, people don't necessarily have, like, a lot of advice for couples going through. There's definitely no one who's older than us that we can say, what was it like right. when you first got married? Yeah. And how did you handle social media accounts? Yeah. yeah. Our kids are going to be able to come to us with that kind of advice, probably, unless it drastically changes, changes but mm -hmm. I don't see how much it's going to change from we talked and we get onto a, a digital platform and now like you essentially have different rooms you go into and this is the room where I talk to this person or that person. Some places have different rules and a different code, but it's all basically the same. It's just you're talking to people and you're connected to them 100% of the time mm -hmm. if you want to be. Yeah, if you want to be. Yeah, it's right there. So I don't know how much further the connectivity can go. Yeah. Maybe virtually mm -hmm. you can... This isn't like our, our our in our wheelhouse, but you definitely can do things digitally and stimulate people digitally, I guess. <laughs> so there's already that. But we'll 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 have advice for the kids. Yeah. At least some. They're not gonna listen to it, just like other kids don't listen to anything. <laughs> totally. Yeah. So I don't know. We don't use Snapchat. No Snapchat. Yeah. We don't uh, have anything we need to market towards teenagers. Yeah. Yeah. Which is pretty much, yeah, predominantly used by like... And you made me stop selling my used underwear when we started dating. <laughs> no one was buying it anyway. <laughs> I know. She said you have to give up on that It was that a dream. waste of time. You only get one dream <laughs> at a time. to have a podcast that five people... <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, but, you know, uh, this... There was one other article that I wanted to make mention to or of. But this psychotherapist named Joyce Martyr said, social media has fueled the fire of infidelity. And I thought that was a very strong statement. Um, I think people have always cheated and, if, and have always, monogamy is hard, you know? So whenever you 
you enter a committed relationship, you want it, you want to be committed, right? But then you approach all kinds of hurdles and and problems and sometimes the easiest way out is to just find find someone else, even yeah. though you're probably gonna have the same problems in that next relationship or, or whatever, or you cheat for lots of different reasons, right? But if social media is really fueling the fire of infidelity, that's very curious to me. I think, like I said, people have always cheated, but it does make it easier. People to cheat the most, well, statistically, I guess, people to have the option to cheat. Mm-hmm. So opportunity. Right. Yeah. And death, social media definitely, I feel like it's like this land of like, it's like a place where all your plan B's can sit nicely. Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, well, I mean, they're all, they're all kind of like over here in a nice little box. Yeah. You know? And just periodically hit a thumbs up or send a hey or a yo. And then they're still kind of like. Yeah. Or if someone's trying to get in. Yeah. And so. Who knows? Maybe it is true. Maybe infidelity does get worse with social media. But I definitely think there are certain apps, like we were discussing Snapchat and, and other things that are more prone or even built for that very act of like cheating or looking. And we can kind of, I thought it'd be fun to talk about that next week. Just right. like That's... secret apps and all kinds of things that just secret conversations is very fascinating why were these developed like let's just keep it real you know yeah well there's things that are just straightforward the ashley madison's one that's definitely just for cheating yeah yeah that's true it's like literally like hey if you want to cheat yeah it's yeah. true um so we can talk about that more next week but i think social media behavior and relationships um you know that's a really it's a big topic and there's a lot to discuss, in my yeah, opinion. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's the thesis. That's, that's yeah. our theme. Yeah. Is that and broken down into a hundred different pieces. Yeah. So, anyway, next week we can talk We can talk a little bit more about some of those fun secret apps that I don't have. Yeah. I don't have. <laughs> no, I don't have any secret apps. There's, you were talking about Facebook having... Erased. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, was I just about it. No, I found were. it, and then I but I don't know what it's about. So I'm gonna do a little research, and then did someone message sure. you? No, no, I'm I just sure. found it. I'm sure. What were you looking for? You oh my it? god. <laughs> anyway, guys, have a great one. Bye. Stop waiting. You have to stop waiting. Who are we waving to? Hi, I'm John. I'm Alexis. And welcome to Trust Me. Trust Me. A podcast where we talk about trust, transparency, and building long-lasting relationships in a fast-paced world. Yeah, fast-paced. Like the internet, fast-paced. Yeah. Like everyone's got options. Even threes can meet other threes. Oh my god. Sometimes anyway, fours. wow. Speaking <laughs> from personal experience, John is sharing. <laughs> yeah, we're talking about our relationship and specifically 
social media and other digital apps and things that can create obstacles in relationships, you know, nowadays. Or escape routes for some people. Yeah, escape routes, plan Bs and Cs. Can have them all lined up. Yeah. You should um, not. Yeah, you shouldn't. And that's why we're talking because <laughs> we're trying to navigate this learning and hopefully educating as well as we go. So last episode, we we discussed social media behavior in relationships and what others, you know, we kind of touched on what others have experienced um, and then discussed our own boundaries within our relationship and how we've navigated some, some trials um, and discussed, you know, behavior on social media specifically. Um, and one thing that we wanted this, this episode to kind of elaborate on, because it's fascinating, and I know there are other people out there that do this, but it is known as the storytelling syndrome. And John really wanted to talk about the storytelling syndrome this episode because I think, you know, he deals with it on, it's not, <laughs> on I mean, a semi-regular basis. I deal with it, but it, you aren't what someone else that we know was talking to us and they said... You can't argue with my feelings. Those are my feelings. And it was right after they had said a list of scenarios that may or not have been real. Mm-hmm. It was, I feel like, fairly obvious that they were giving um, um, yeah. scenarios, uh, um, uh, hypothetical scenarios. It was just like a bunch of hypotheticals. And yeah. they went, you can't argue with my feelings. Well, your feelings are if you're sad, angry, scared, insecure, those stories all come from feelings. Mm-hmm. So I'm not saying that if you're telling yourself stories, you don't have feelings, but the stories aren't the feelings. Yeah. It's best to push away all of the hypotheticals and get down to the core because that's the only way you're going to solve. The facts. Right, yeah. Get down to the facts. The facts, right. So... The storytelling syndrome can be applied, you know, to any area of your life, not just social media, you know, depending on how creative you are, but we kind of are specifically going to discuss um, how it applies to social media. And so essentially storytelling syndrome. Um, just in relationships in general. In general, yes, but social media really is kind of conducive to the storytelling syndrome. Um, and we, we kind of talked for briefly last episode, the sex therapist, Vanessa Marin, she summed it up nicely for me, in my opinion. She, quote, has a number of sessions that are filled with stories about snooping in a Facebook account, for example, and then agonizing over what to do with suspicious but not completely incriminating activity. So, storytelling syndrome. Let's say an example for me. All right, so I'm on Instagram. I'm scrolling through. I see my boyfriend posted a picture. Oh, he posted a picture. It's so cute. What's this? Who's that person that just liked his photo? Click. Oh, oh, she works where my boyfriend works? Oh, 
Oh, and she's really cute. Who the fuck is this bitch? <laughs> they must have been in the walk-in today and the freezer together. Yeah. You know, and they've had this relationship this that I haven't known about and blah blah blah. You can just make up, you know, this elaborate tale in your in your head. You get a lot of pieces yes. to a puzzle. It's in yes with social, social media. media. And you know, I'm not saying that you can't find facts by doing sure. that, you know, and we can get into that in a second. But, but really, it's that you can create a problem when there may not be one. And with social media being relatively new, you know, we don't, what does a like mean? What does a, a direct message mean? You know, we, I feel like we just, it's not exactly clear yet. And so, it's definitely happened, and I know it's caused fights in other people's relationships, and I've spoken about this very topic with my friends. Um, and then reading so many things online, and therapists in particular, when they discuss cases that they see, they see a lot of this. So I, I love that, you know, snooping on an account and then agonizing over what to do with suspicious but not completely incriminating activity. I mean, that's just like a breeding ground for, <laughs> yeah, you know, storytelling, story right? Because yeah. you can take it any, any which way. I can't prove that you and this girl like flirt or whatever. This is hypothetical. Right. Um, you but, can only look at behaviors. My behavior, I guess, because right, and then but but, but, but I am looking at social media. Yeah. Behavior. I mean, you could. Yeah. But then that's that's there's a whole myriad of reasons why that might not work because if you're randomly asking someone questions, people form their assumptions, and mm -hmm. it's definitely hard. I just keep going back every time we talk about this, and you talk about social media being new. I go back to what it was like pre-social media, pre-cell phones, you came home and you just kind of, you know, smelled your partner to see if they had a, a new <laughs> scent. Lipstick on the collar. Lipstick on the collar. Yeah, that was a thing. Mm -hmm. Crumbled a up. A rip in the pantyhose. Crumbled up, you know, number one. I wonder if that was a thing ever. A tear yeah. in the pantyhose. Guys aren't that observant. That's why. Do <laughs> you think women get away with cheating more? Maybe. That is interesting. I wonder if there's a statistic out there. Ooh. Whether they could do, do it or that? get away with it. Yeah. Right? You'd have to have a sample of women to... We're willing to I guess spill the beans. Same problems you run into with any sampling. Yeah. Where you're just relying on someone telling the truth. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, storytelling syndrome. Very interesting, right? Um, so, there, there was this... There's a PhD, Dr. Steve Harris. He's the director of... Um, the University of Minnesota's Couple and Family Therapy program, and he explains that digital media lifts previous barriers to infidelity, but that same technology also leaves a digital footprint. <laughs> yeah. Right? Right. So, storytelling, yes, like I could make up, I could see something that's not incriminating, but it seems suspicious, so I investigate. Instead of just talking to my partner, I might like snoop or, you know, investigate, quote unquote, and then, you know, that can lead to its own set of problems. But, you know, you might also find something. <laughs> you might find something. <laughs> the yeah. very like apps that people are using, you know, 
to be able to like cheat or whatever, make new friends, you can use that same technology to like uncover information. It's so it's just crazy. I, I you talking about this? If I can just see in comments or anyone that's listening, someone may say, and I've heard this in real life a lot, that if you feel like you need to snoop, then you don't trust the person and you shouldn't be with them. But I've never completely bought into that. I <laughs> Because right. I've found things, but yeah. what you've done before, and I think I've done this, um, I don't go through your stuff as much as you go through mine, but I've had, I, I have like one, I remember once you walked up in the room and like, I had the, I had the awful feeling of you catching me looking at your phone and I just awkwardly <laughs> like paused and threw the phone in the air and it lands on the bed. It's really funny. But getting back to the point, I can see someone saying like the, the whole, if you don't trust whatever, like, I think if you, if you look and you don't find anything, maybe address it yeah. and then apologize and then go from there. It's super funny. Okay, so on this very topic, I was reading through Reddit because Reddit has some very interesting accounts of people who have like relayed their experiences catching their partners cheating, mm -hmm. especially via social media yeah. or apps or like find your friends on your phone, anything digital, any digital footprint that like leads you to information that's mm -hmm. unsavory. Mm -hmm. And um, all of it's like almost all of these accounts I was reading it ended or or began with someone saying now i just happened upon his phone because it needed to be charged and i plugged it in <laughs> there was like some disclaimer with every single account that's funny which was really interesting because i'm and there were guys too i'm just speaking from a female's perspective but it's just funny. It's just like, bitch, you were looking through his phone. Like, just own it. Yeah. Everyone does it. And maybe, maybe not everyone, but at some point in People your life. People do do it. Yes. For sure. Not, and I don't do you're it. Not, you're not the only person that right. does it. That's 100% yes, yes. certain. And it doesn't, I don't really, that's what we're working on. We're working on building, like, a solid foundation of trust. Because we, both of us or neither of us have necessarily had that before in relationships. And so we're working to build that now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so transparency is like a big thing for us. Like he has full access to my stuff and you know, I think I have full access to his. And I, I hope that this creates more trust between us. Mm -hmm. That's the goal, right? right? But it's really funny reading through all these accounts and people one person said, well, my boyfriend wanted me to sell his old phone, so um, I got on eBay and listed it, and I turned it on, and I saw all of these messages and these nudies, and I was like, oh, okay, it's <laughs> just so random, you know? Yeah. But. That guy was not very good. I know. That guy, oh, you should read through some of these accounts. You should not they're, be trusted with they're pretty funny. any sensitive information. You should not be a, a banker. <laughs> A doctor, not definitely a doctor, <laughs> right? So I mean, it's interesting because there. So another psycho, she's a psychotherapist. I thought you were saying another psycho on Reddit. <laughs> another psycho. Another psycho. This this doctor, Dr. Colleen Mullen, she's a psychotherapist in San Diego. Um, she has personally, she was stating this in a New York Post article last March. 
Um, she says she's witnessed an increase in couples who face trust issues because of apps and social media, even when people aren't cheating. So this kind of goes back to like the storytelling syndrome. It's like if, if doctors and therapists are noticing in their clients and I'm hearing like in my friends and people talking and I'm paying more attention than the average person because I'm interested in it. Um, you know, that people, that social media and, and apps are causing issues for couples, um, even when people aren't cheating, it's just interesting to me, you know, how do we navigate this world? And I'm sure that the storytelling syndrome, you know, I'm, you know, more than likely has something to do with these apps and social media causing problems in these relationships, yeah. even when people aren't cheating. Because you can really take like a little piece, like one like of a photo, and yeah. you can turn it into like this whole thing, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I don't know, it's it's fascinating. Do you, does that ever happen to you? Kind of, I think, do you just choose to ignore it? You know, I think there's a lot of noise in the world and it's endlessly difficult to break through it. Mm-hmm. Maybe more so now, but I would argue that it's even easier now because everyone has a chance to do it. What chance to? Like break through the noise and the talk. But with all that comes, you're talking about these different syndromes and everything. I, I just, I think that the internet is an amplifier to your 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 soul, your emotions, your feelings, whatever. Mm-hmm. Because I didn't have social media for two years, mm-hmm. and we still had, you know, we both like we had the same issues that we have now. And I think it was very smart, not necessarily strategic. I did remove it because I, I did remove social media because I wanted to help us, but the amount of time wasn't strategic mm-hmm. necessarily. But it definitely helped us because we got to a point where we were able to resolve issues easier. But they're definitely like are still there. They're definitely still there. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe social media amplified it more. Yeah. Because instead of you like, if you ever tell yourself a story and like you've got no information to draw from, you're like, I saw very those little in- information. Right. Yeah. Like there's there's a there's an inspiration. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Which so is where the story is born. Right. If you had very little, that's fair. It, and it's just me going somewhere if we're out in public and you're like, are you doing this or that? It's there. There's like a bunch of pieces to a puzzle. You don't know if all the pieces are necessarily from the same box and what mm-hmm. picture they're going to make when you get them mm-hmm. together. But it's still there. Um, I compare myself to other people. And I did that over the course of two years. And I felt um, like I wasn't achieving goals I wanted to. And I was sad. And that all happened. Mm-hmm. But I, we've talked about this uh, in a previous episode where whatever mood you're in, when you get onto social social media, that mood, whatever it is, is amplified. Mm. Mm. So storytelling syndrome, I don't think yeah, has so... been created in people necessarily. I would say that I don't think it's been created in people because of the internet, but in people where it's existed or maybe yeah, subtly no. been there. I just it's, think it's a breeding ground and like it it's is very conducive sure. too. It is, most definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the storytelling syndrome. So a way that we can that I have 
you know, tried to use and shared with some people a technique. It's called, it's where you separate, yeah, yeah it's where you separate facts from fiction. Called so clear, clear unclear. So you can don't make... just say this to your girlfriend. She's really, really <laughs> mad. Listen to her. Don't in the middle go I, clear or unclear, clear or unclear. I learned this don't do that. on my own without John's help or guidance. Yeah, so I don't recommend. <laughs> yeah, maybe if you can like clear or unclear, calm down. No. <laughs> yeah, bad idea. Um, yeah, you I'm can sorry. casually introduce it. Probably not with something that has to do with like trust because it's very sensitive. Maybe with like another something that your boyfriend or your girlfriend or your spouse, another situation they're dealing with maybe at work or something, you could present this idea. But clear, unclear. It's literally just two lists. And in the clear category, you just you state or write the facts that you know, not your feelings and not your fears. And in the unclear category, you can write maybe what your fears are because you're unclear if that scenario is real or not. Mm -hmm. So, and then you can kind of draw from that, okay, what is the real, you know, meat of the matter here? And hopefully then you can discuss that with your partner in a mature, productive way. It seems easy enough but every time we have been able to just literally logically break down an argument or disagreement a problem meals everything in our life is made better by playing and being organized mm -hmm. i think just when there's organization around you you naturally feel better anyway mm -hmm. it's definitely worked supremely well and uh getting back to breaking down the story and getting to the core. Uh, I have talked about this on this podcast and with you immensely, but my, my tendency to be super defensive, that is almost completely gone. If you have like taken a moment to reflect on what none of your feelings are and you come to me and go, I'm feeling insecure about this. Or today there was something and you said, did you write this on this account? Blank, blank. And I said, I did not do that. And you went, good. <laughs> I was in a breakup with you for the grammar being bad and for you commenting on some bitch's account. I was like, I get it. I didn't do it. Oh my god. But you just asked me and you didn't assume, you, you didn't come at yeah. me in the middle of a story. And I see people, I see people do what you do all the time. Yeah. It's hard for me to see what I do. I, I do and we all see things we don't like in other people that is really what we see in ourselves. Mm-hmm. But honestly, it's it, everything gets better. I, I would be willing to bet that us doing this is going to make things better because mm -hmm. we have to be more strategic with our time mm -hmm. and our feelings and our emotions. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So definitely write it out. You, you hear this advice all the time, and it's because it fucking works. Yeah. Write out your problems. If you got a ton of shit to do, write out a list. And it feels so good to create anything. So mm -hmm. to write down your problems and to... Break him apart. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it's clear scary. Yeah, it's so scary to think I'm gonna have to write down all the things that are going on up here, and it's all like it's wacky. Very scary for John, <laughs> right? But once you do it, it's it feels so much better. Yeah, I really agree. Does. I agree. Yeah, I think it's that's good advice. Write it down. 
And for me, Clear and Clear has helped with the storytelling syndrome. And um, yeah, we look forward to kind of further discussing this and other matters that affect relationships in this digital world that we live in You're on so the funny. next episode. <laughs> <laughs> It sounds like you're doing an impression of something. I'm not sure. An impression of myself. Trippy. Anyway. <laughs> Alright, guys. And we'll see you on the next episode. Yes, well, no. We're saying bye now. Bye now. <laughs> we're saying bye now instead of bye. I just waved and you said not to wave I'm doing an outro, I think.